Hello and welcome to Your Employment Matters. I'm Beverly Williams and I'm here to help you navigate your career. This is for anyone who's searching for their dream job or promotion, or perhaps you're just looking to hang on to the job you have. Today's work environments are multi-generational, multi-religious, multinational, multiracial, and multi-gender and multi-gender identity. Add market disruptors like Amazon and Lyft, along with the addition of AI, and it's easy to see why finding and keeping a job is such a challenge. Employment success and even employment survival depend on your ability to adapt. That's why my goal for this 30-minute podcast is to first advocate embracing change and differences, and second, to encourage you to proactively assume responsibility for your career. Get your work week off to a good start by listening to Your Employment Matters every Monday. Find out how to own your career and get the best practices for making your employment matter. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Now, this is a different kind of interview. We've heard from people from all walks of life, from all parts of the country, and even overseas. And this is a different perspective. It's not what I typically do, but when I heard this gentleman speak, I was inspired. Not that at this point did I feel that I might need the tool that he developed, but you never know which way life's going to take you. His name is Frank Leggett, and I met Frank a couple of weeks ago remotely, virtually, and um, I want you to hear from him. Pastor Leggett, thank you so much for joining us. Please. The floor is yours. Bev, thank you. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here with you. As you mentioned, I'm Pastor Frankie Leggett III. This J- July 1 of this year was my 39th year in pastoral ministry. And I got to tell you, it's been quite a journey. I was a DNF student all through school all through junior high and high school, because school didn't mean anything to me. There was no affinity when I was in junior high and high school. There was no affinity between what I was learning in school and what I thought I wanted to do with the rest of my life. So I never applied myself. No one told me I had any brains. No one ever said I was smart. No one, nobody ever saw anything in me. And five years in, I get the call to ministry. And now school is important. So I went to an HBCU in Huntsville, Alabama, Oakwood College at the time. It's now Oakwood University. And now school's no longer free. Babe, I'm taking out loans, right? I got which means I gotta pay this back. Right. I became an A student because now (laughs) there was a connection, there was a nexus between what I was studying and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. And so got my bachelor's degree. I got my master's degree in religion. I started my PhD in New Testament studies. Uh, My first wife took off, ran off with a boyfriend. I raised my kids until they were grown. 
Then I got remarried again to the most incredible woman in the world. She passed away two years ago to COVID, but. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. But I will tell you that she is absolutely the reason she made me the man that I am. Because of the impact, her stamp on my life is all over me. I do what I do partly because I had an incredible woman by my side, okay? And what I do is I'm a life coach for women. And I work with women because I think that women without a shadow of a doubt, it's not because because I'm talking to you. I believe women are the best people on planet Earth with very, very, very few exceptions. And, and, and I bear that out in my 39 years of ministry because 99.9% of the time when somebody comes to me and says, Pastor, we need some counseling. It's almost always the woman. It is rarely the man. Women don't have pride issues. A woman will go to any degree, to any length to fix and save their relationship and or their marriage. They don't have pride issues. And so getting a man to come and sit down with me and pay a fee for me to coach him would be like pulling teeth without any Novocaine. It's like doing surgery with no anesthesia. That ain't about to happen. That's my experience. So I work with the best people on the planet. I work with the best because women, women want to be better. They want to do better. They want to be the best they can be. They want the best marriages and relationships. Whole nine yards. Look, Bev, that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Well, you know, I'm as a woman, I'm not going to disagree with you. But what I want to hear, I want them to hear the story about your daughter. I was home one day. My wife was at work. I was home by myself. I had just fixed myself breakfast. I was about to go upstairs and get on the computer and do some studies, et cetera, et cetera. And I was in the kitchen. I'm about to go upstairs. I'm about to make the right right turn to head up, you know, head to the steps. And on this wall to my right was one of those wall phones on the wall. And it had like a 50-foot cord. You can stretch. You can walk all over there. So... Holy Ghost, I'm yeah, obviously I'm a man of faith, I'm a pastor. Holy Ghost said to me, call your daughter. And he identified which one. Now, oftentimes, Bev, you know, you know, you miss, you, you hear that voice, but then you don't obey. This day I obeyed and I picked up the phone and I called my daughter. Typically, she's an it, it, look, this is very subjective, but she's a she's an incredible woman. And typically when I call, she'll answer the phone, she'll say, Hi, Pop Pop. That's not what happened that day. She answered the phone and she said, hello. And I stopped in the middle of the, right underneath the ceiling fan. I stopped. I looked up to heaven. I said, oh, Lord, not my daughter. Because here's what I know. After decades of working with people, particularly women, If it was a tragedy, she would have said it because she did not identify a tragedy. I automatically knew it was a man. Automatically. Because 
when there's that much pain and it's not a drive-by shooting, somebody didn't get killed in, a, in an accident, if it's that much pain, it's a man. So I said to her, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, call me. I'll fix this for you. She said, okay, we hung up the phone. Six months went by. Now, it's my daughter. We talked in between it, but she's, she's a grown woman, right? She was in her 30s. And so, you know, she's a grown woman, so I wasn't going to badger her. Six months went by. Phone rings. It's her. She said, pop, pop, I'm ready. I said, you ready? She said, yes. I said, hold your hand out, palm up. She said, what? I said, hold your hand out, palm up, so you can see the white part of your hands. Even though she did it, I could feel the frown on her face. I said, if you do what I tell you to do, when I tell you to do it, how I tell you to do it, and why, I'm going to have that brother right there in the palm of your hand. She said, get out of here. Now, she never told me what it was. She never told me it was a man. I knew it was a man. I said, I'm going to have him right there in the palm of your hands. See, she had been upside down in a relationship, and my experience is, Everybody who comes to me, they're upside down in a relationship because a woman's greatest assets end up being her greatest liabilities because no one loves like a woman. No one is gentle and kind and loving and peaceful and faithful like a woman. Those are her greatest assets, but simultaneously, those are also her greatest liabilities when the relationship is on, he's on to another woman. He's got all these kids over here. He's cheating on her. He's whooping her hind parts. When she ought to move on, she remains stuck. My daughter was upside down. She was, she was doing what she, a woman should never do. That is to pursue a man. Cause you give all your power away. You, you're negotiating from weakness. And so I said, if you do what I tell you to do, I'm going to have that brother right there. Get out of here. I said, you know what? It's okay. It's okay if you don't believe me. But if you do what I tell you to do, it's going to happen exactly the way I tell you. So I taught her the one technique I had. It is the one technique that if anything can resuscitate and revive a dead or dying marriage or relationship, this can, this will, it has. I've seen miraculous stuff happen in seconds when a woman knows what to do and what to say, but more importantly, knows what not to do and what not to say. And I taught her that one technique and she hung up the phone. And she did the technique flawlessly. She called me back in less than an hour and she screamed in my ear, pop, pop, it works. And she ended the relationship. When she did the technique, she hung up the phone and in 20 minutes, he was knocking at her door because she had ended the relationship. He was begging to get back in. She said, nope, I'm done. And she called me and she said, pop, pop, for the first time I feel empowered. And that's what people need. They need tools so they can yes. feel empowered, yes. whether yes. it's a relationship that's not yep. serving them well. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a job search that isn't going as well as they would like and the mm -hmm. rejection seem to be coming quicker yeah. than they can deal with them. People need to feel empowered to rise mm -hmm. above whatever yes. obstacle is facing them at the time. Yeah. You've got to have tools, whether it is formal education like I have. 
you know, bachelor's, master's. I started a PhD. I went back to school and I got me a second bachelor's. I'm going to go back to school and finish my PhD or whether you're going to go through some kind of program, something. If plan A is not working, you got to go to plan B because when you look like us, the game is stacked against you. Right. When you We're the look last like time. us and when you are a woman, it's stacked yes, against it's you. Yeah, when you yeah, are a yeah. person of color and when you are whatever you look like, if you mm -hmm. have no self-esteem, exactly. no self-confidence, if you mm -hmm. haven't been made to feel that you're worthy and worth right. whatever good things right. are possible, you mm -hmm. need to have tools because it's difficult to survive in a world such as the one we live in now without Absolutely. hope, without mm -hmm. a view that things can get better, that you can do better. Now you have to mm -hmm. put in the work. You have to put yes, you in the work. You said you have to be educated or trained. You have mm -hmm. to have mm -hmm. something to bring to the table. Yeah. You have to know what you bring to the table and be realistic about what it is. Just because you can play basketball doesn't mean you're going to be a, an NBA professional. NBA? No. No. You may be able to coach children, you know, right. if that's what you're willing to do. But if you've got NBA aspirations and they're unrealistic, you're not going to be happy. Right. So... I began to work with my daughter on a weekly and regular basis. And so she would call me and say, Papa, we got my husband, we have this issue. You know, she met, she met this great guy. She met this great guy and they were dating. And they, they get married. And then some years later in the marriage, she said to her husband, why me? Why'd you choose me? And she said, when we first bumped into each other, this is her husband talking. We first bumped, and I'm talking about tools now, okay? First bumped into each other, he said, because we were at this conference, and she bumped in. They hadn't met before, but they hadn't seen each other in a while. They were just getting reacquainted. They talked for hours that evening. He walked her back to the hotel where my wife and I and her daughter, my our granddaughter was, and he got to the room, and he asked her for a kiss, and she said no. Why? Because I taught her you are not easy. A man has to work. That was a little simplistic tool that I gave her. And you know what? He said it was that when you said no to me, you separated yourself from everybody else. I knew I had to go to work. And that was the thing that drew me to you. So I kept working with her and I kept giving her techniques and tools, right? She said to me a little while ago, a little, sometime after that, she said, Pop-Pop, if it was not for you and what you taught me and the skill set you gave me, because for many people, they don't, the first three years are critical and many marriages fail within the first three years, two to three years. She said, if it was not for the skill set and the tools that you gave me, we would never have made it out of that period. Wow. But now they're three kids, 
great relationship. He's the greatest son-in-law ever. That's wonderful. But they would never have gotten there if they didn't have this. She didn't have the skill set to be able to navigate through the turbulent waters so that they could reach the calm waters where they are today. Exactly. No, you're right. And that's why it's important for people to hear you, because just living, whether you're looking for a job, whether you're looking for promotion, whether you're you're in a relationship and the relationship is not going the way you want, whatever your situation is, if you're not satisfied with it, mm-hmm. you don't always know what to do about it. Right. It's like, this isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. This isn't working for me. This is not making me smile. If I'm in a relationship and it's not making me smile, I'm not going to be there long. Right, 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 right. And I don't mean I have to be happy 24-7, but I got to be smiling. Yeah. I got to smile when I see you that it's you calling me. If I'm not smiling, we're not going to be together. Yeah, absolutely not. So you have to have tools in life. And sometimes I became her mentor. I became her coach. And so you have to surround yourself with people who love you, who believe in you, who motivate and inspire you to be better than you are. You got to find those individuals. They're out there, right? You got to find them. That's an excellent tip. Excellent. Yeah, yeah you got you, you to surround yourself with them. You don't want to... Now, look, we don't choose our families, right? Our right. Family, we inherit our family by birth, right? But you can choose the people that you spend a lot of time with. Yes. And you got to find positive people who see something in you and it's going to push you to be that which they see in you. You got to find those individuals right. and they're, they're out there. I don't care if it's a teacher or somebody from your church, somebody in your neighborhood, an older gentleman, an older woman, a relative, doesn't matter who they are. Find those positive individuals and let them pour into you. Spend time with them. Do whatever you have to do to be in their presence. So that you can sit at their feet because there's a multiplicity of wisdom in the older generation. No, there, and that you're absolutely right. In the workplace, there are more than four different generations in our workplaces now. And you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, they're old, they're too young, they don't know what they're doing, they don't know technology, blah, blah, blah. Everybody has something to contribute. Mm hmm. Think of it as a party and everybody has party favors. Mm-hmm. The more favors you have, yeah. the better off the party's going to be. Right. But that's not really the way people look at it. Right. And it's just unfortunate because there's so much experience and information that the more seasoned employees can share. Mm-hmm. And that will benefit the younger employees and vice versa. Mm-hmm. The younger employees can help the more seasoned employees with technology, right. with social media. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate that it doesn't happen. Yeah. And I would say to people, don't, you know, just because you have one level of expertise, you've got a bachelor's degree. Great. There are people coming out of Harvard can't get jobs because they're so competitive out here. Never be satisfied, but I want to say to your audience, never be satisfied with where you are. Always be pushing the envelope. 
Always strive to be better. Improve your situation. If you got to go back to school to get another degree, go back to school to get another degree. If you got to do some training, go do some training. You got to go get some, some classes and some CEUs in this particular area. Always improve your position in life. Never be satisfied with being stuck in life where you are because we can always get better. If you're always on this side of the ground, you can get better. You can do better. Now, once they, Not dig, only a hole, that. Once they dig a hole and throw you in it and then throw dirt in your face, the, the game is over. The improvement stops right there. But as long as you are above ground, be better. Do better. Strive for better. But you know what? The other thing is, Frank, things are changing so so fast and so dramatically. Even if you're satisfied with what you're doing now, what you're doing now could disappear. Yeah, absolutely. The way it's being done, disappear. You need to stay. I hear the word woke and I, I use it. But when I say stay woke, I mean, keep paying attention to what's going on around you. Sure. And in your industry, in your community, in your family, you need to know what's going on at all times. You, you can't just be moving through life. You've got to have a heightened sense mm-hmm. of awareness. You mm-hmm. have to research, read the media coverage. Right. Subscribe right. to uh, Associated Press right. or Reuters or right. the BBC America. Mm-hmm. Find out what's going on. You need to be conversant and knowledgeable about what's going on in the industry you work in absolutely. and the industry you aspire to work in. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, the game is changing out here. United States and the world, automation is taking over. Robots are doing jobs that people used to have to do 20, 30 years and beyond. Now, those jobs are being phased out. Just yesterday, I heard, no, it was this morning, I heard that the New York Times laid off their, in, they fired, yeah, they, they got rid of their entire sports department. Yes, the Atlantic is taking, the, the Atlantic, Atlantic, yeah. They're taking over. And so if you're coming out, you're, a, you're, you're in journalism school somewhere and your dream job was the New York Times sport department. <laughs> you got to go back to the drawing board. OK, I may want to go to ESPN. I may want to go to Fox and, and do something. I may want to start abroad or get on somebody's podcast, whatever. you got to find where the curve is and stay ahead of it. That's right. Because that, and. The game is changing. That's right. And you won't know that if you don't put in the time and effort to find out. Sure. Now, when you started talking about that, I saw that yesterday. And I knew that they were shifting it to the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. Now, New York Times has been reducing its sports coverage for years now. Okay. I wasn't and aware of that. East ESPN is is laying people off. You're right. Yep. Yep. So I'm like, massive, okay. Massive layoffs last week. <laughs> right? So to your point, if you want to be a sports analyst, right. You need to you need to rethink it. Mm-hmm. You know? First mm-hmm. of all, you should have seen the layoffs coming. Yeah. Yeah. You should have seen them because they've been working their people double time. They've been doing double duty for the yeah. last year or two. And I don't know 
about the ethnic makeup of the sports department at the New York Times, but I know at ESPN, most of the people, brothers, most of the people who got fired look like me and you. Now, I don't know that. I know that a woman, I know two men, they didn't look like us. But right. there were enough that looked like us. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. talking about on-air talent. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yes, yes. But you know what? One of the, I understand, and I think I read somewhere, the driver was how much money they made. Yes, it was. It was. Yes. If yep. they were making big money, they cut them loose. They let them go. Because that way, and that's what people, okay, I used to work in HR. I used to be an executive in HR. Okay. So I'm telling you, yeah. when it comes to layoffs, mm -hmm. you don't go after the clerk typist. Right. How many clerk typists do you have to lay off before you get to the amount of money that a vice president makes? A whole exactly. lot of <laughs> You know, they slash the higher price people. Sure, sure. Sure. And that's the reality of it. It is. You got to be alert. You got to be alert in whatever industry you're in. You got to be researching it. You got to be way ahead of the curve. You know, when I hear people say, oh, I did my research. Really? Do you know how to do that? And uh, what do you mean? I said, look, I've got a master's. I've got a law degree. I know how to do research. Do you know how to do research? Because I know what their background is. And yeah. I know they don't know how to do research. I'm yeah. saying you need to identify reliable sources of information. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're getting your information from Facebook, you're behind the curve. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Absolutely. That's not reliable information. Just find a reliable source of information. Start there and work your way backwards. Yep. And they just look at me like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And that's okay. See, when I give advice, you don't have to take it. Right. People pay me for legal advice. Right. I don't need you to pay me to give for when I give you free advice about careers and employment. You don't right. have to listen to me. Right. I keep it moving. I do this podcast and it goes out. And if people accept or listen or think there's some value to what we're saying today. Sure. Maybe they'll get in touch with you to, for coaching or okay. they'll go to the internet and see what they can find out about the industry that they're interested in, but it gives them something to think about. And that's what I want to do at the very least. I want to trigger something. Sure. I want to trigger something. Just give me something to think about. Absolutely. Now, how can people get in touch with you, Pastor Frank? They can go to my website, theartofwomanhood.org. The Art of Womanhood, W-O-M-A-N-H-O-O-D, theartofwomanhood.org. On there, you'll see about my coaching program on there. You'll be able to access the book, my best-selling book, The Art of Womanhood. So the website is the same title as the book. So all of that information is there. Okay, great. Oh, and while we're talking about books, my book, Your GPS to Employment Success, How to Find and Succeed in the Right Job, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, mm -hmm. Business Expert Press, and independent bookstores everywhere. Amen. 
please feel free to see what's in it. (laughs) I have so enjoyed this. It's been enlightening for me, and I hope that listeners feel the same. Amen. Because we don't walk this path by ourselves. Never. You know, we just don't. And that's, and we're fortunate. I am the sum total of great individuals in my life whose shoulders I stand on. Yes. As my mother's sister, my aunt used to say, I too. Mm -hmm. I too. In fact, I wrote an article called, I too will do better. Yeah. I want to feel that I'm doing something to make a difference. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I've had a great, great, great time. And I have too. I look forward. Maybe we can do this again in the future. Hey, look, you got my information anytime. And trust me, I will keep it. All right. I will keep it. Okay, good. Okay, until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Your Employment Matters with Beverly Williams. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a review. I truly appreciate your support and that helps other listeners find the podcast. If you have a comment, question, or suggestion, you can reach me at bawilliams at youremploymentmatters.com. My book, Get the Job Done, is available on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Please join me again next week. Until then, remember to embrace change and differences.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.